0: DJ and PK brought to you by WCF Insurance, reminding you to be careful out there. Time to welcome Jay Drew back to the show. Covers the BYU football program for the Deseret News. Jay, good morning.
1: Good morning, guys. How y'all doing?
0: We're doing all right. Getting getting some golf this summer with all other activities pretty much suspended. I assume you got in some golf?
1: Yeah, I got in probably a little bit more than usual. Uh a little bit different you know with all the protocols and leaving the flag stick in and it's nice to get your own cart just drive around by yourself that's one of the rules at least where i play so yeah it's uh i have been able to play quite a bit this summer
0: so the country club makes you drive your own carts huh
1: <laughs> no guests allowed at the country club i haven't been to i haven't been to the country club all summer I've been playing out at Glenmore my, my home track
0: So we are curious about the BYU football program the Cougars have six game cancelled six games on the book before we get to the Big 12 and all that do you have any sense how solid the six games on the schedule are or do you think more games could go away
1: Yeah, you know everybody's watching the Mountain West, that's the big one with the three games there um I think if the Mountain West goes conference games only, uh, that, that BYU will really have to turn heavily to that plan to to just play fellow independents. Um, I think that'll be kind of the, the final straw. That said, I really don't have a feel for what the Mountain West is going to do. They've a lot of the Group of Five conferences have been really quiet throughout this thing, especially the AAC and the Mountain West. So um, I noticed today the Sun Belt uh, announced they were going what, eight conference games, but allowing their their teams to play non conference if they so desired. So but yeah, I I think the Mountain West is kinda of the big one that, that BYU fans ought to be watching right now. Because if they if they go conference only, I mean, this is obviously gonna be the one of the worst schedules in BYU history, if not the worst.
0: How about going with the Big Twelve even if it means means playing several games on the road?
1: Yeah, I think as of right now, there's no Power 5 teams on the schedule at all. So I think if you get the opportunity, if you're BYU, to play two, maybe three uh, Big 12 teams and they're on the road, I, th- I think you just have to take it. Uh, obviously, if there's some a payday involved, um, you know, that's even better. Because let's face it, a lot of teams aren't going to get crowds. I mean, B- what are they saying, 20% at the most? So. If you're going to have uh, mostly road games, this is probably the the year to do it. Uh, I mean, obviously BYU fans aren't going to be happy to hear that, but but uh, um, as far as uh, revenue revenue stream goes, this might be the year to kind of bite the bullet and do that. And and then, but you also have the with BYU ESPN. How involved is ESPN in all this? Um, because obviously they want to see some inventory. They want to see BYU play some decent teams at home uh, but as of right now that doesn't look like it's going to happen
0: so do you think the ACC is in play I know that was kind of back burner and not the top priority but you're flying charter so what does it matter once you're on the charter where you're flying uh, do you think with their plus one model there that maybe you could pick up some games
1: yeah I think so I haven't studied it real closely but i um, I think a lot of, um, a lot of ACC teams, they're, they're doing that plus one so they can play a, a rivalry game like, I think, what, South Carolina versus Clemson would have been one. Georgia, Georgia um, Tech, Florida, Florida State. Yeah, yeah, there's a bunch. So is there one out there um, that basically doesn't have a kind of a natural or geographic rival? Um, there might be. Like I said, I haven't studied that real closely, I saw on Twitter where somebody mentioned Virginia, which would be a kind of ironic. But, uh, yeah, that's definitely a possibility. I think if you're BYU right now, you, you just can't afford to be picky. You can't afford to have pride. And, you, know, uh, you know, if you have to basically bite the bullet and, and take whatever the Mountain West offers, um, I think yeah, all those have to be on the table for Tom Homo.
0: So is this going to be the season of Zoom interviews?
1: Yeah, for sure. That's what uh, BYU announced yesterday is uh, the first ones today at 12, 12.30, 12.45, something like that, after practice. And they basically said in their media advisory that uh, all interviews will be done remotely, you know, all of fall camp. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's disappointing. It's uh, obviously we get, Little glimpses here and there of of practice during fall camp, and now that's that's gone as well. So just have to roll with the punches and, and go with what they what they give us.
0: You got a lot of time in your hands, you don't realize how much time you spend driving to <laughs> interviews and then waiting. I've spent the last four months really learning that about my own life.
1: Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, you know, sometimes you go a little early just because they. Might cut uh, practice early, yep. yeah. uh, so you gotta you gotta kind of be there. Um, Dave Rose used to do that quite often, uh, you know. And uh, Kyle Chilton was calling everybody and said, "Hey, they're they're in, and you gotta get your, you gotta get here." So so yeah, that's why you would go early and spend like you said, spend a lot of time standing around, chit chatting with uh, fellow reporters. We get to know each other fairly well in kind of some of those situations.
0: As far as the football team goes, they don't have a lot of questions, right? Because they got a bunch of starters
1: returning. Yeah. This is uh, you know Kalani and the few Zoom meetings that he held over the summer and other coaches were they talked about they had a lot of talent coming back that this might be the better the best team in the Satake era. So, uh, there there are a few holes. I mean, that safety, they got you know, Diane Gawalaku and Austin Lee are gone, and and they're plugging in uh, Troy Warner and Zane Anderson, and obviously there's questions about their health, since those guys have missed most of the last couple of seasons, Um, and so that's maybe one. Offensively, you know, they're they're pretty thin at receiver. They lost, excuse me, the three receivers, senior receivers, so that you could consider that a whole. They've got some good recruits they like there, but uh, yeah, I, I think this is uh, along the offensive and defensive lines. They got a lot of experience coming back. Um, they, you know, they lost Devin Kafusi to Utah to that transfer, but other than that, they've got pretty much their uh, defense intact from from last year, aside from those two safeties.
0: Do you think if they play a shortened season? especially if they can't even get to 10 games, they're going to see some very strategic red shirting where possible, play the four games and then move on depending on what the schedule looks like.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's certainly an option. Um, it, you know, along those kind of same lines, what, what do you do if you're Matt Bushman and Kairos Tonga that, you know, the two guys that came back that might've been drafted um, they've, you know, if it looks like there's only going to be a few games, do you, do you play those or do you just start preparing for the, the draft? So there's a lot, a lot of questions, personnel-related questions uh, that will have to be answered once uh, once we do see what the schedule of the season is. And then, And then there's always the possibility of cancellations. You know, we've already seen that with Major League Baseball, so who knows what's going to happen there.
0: So, how are the practices going to run as far as what the regulations of what they need to be doing with the virus?
1: Yeah, I have no idea. I mean, that's a a good question. I noticed they've they've been putting out a few social media pictures, and some of them, especially last week, guys were literally working out with masks on out on the practice field. Um, I think the ones they sent out yesterday, I don't think the guys were wearing masks, but um, yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't know. I mean, do you, do you hold everything outdoors uh, or do you move some indoors? Uh, you know, they, they tell us, you know, outdoors is probably better uh, as far as preventing the spread of the virus. So there's a lot of questions. But to be honest with you, there was no media day uh, this year. Uh, that was canceled twice. So a lot of us are kind of in the dark as to what's going to go on down there.
0: What do you uh? What are you personally most intrigued by, if you can get past all of the medical news?
1: Yeah, well, and I guess you'd throw the scheduling news in there, like who they're going to play. But as far as on the field, I I just think it's going to be really interesting if they how they're going to keep these quarterbacks happy. Uh, assuming you know a lot's been said about the quarterback derby, but I, I think it's Zach Wilson's job to lose I think you know he's done enough and he's they've invested so much time into him that I think he's the guy but uh, I think they've got to figure out ways especially to get Jaron Hall involved maybe in kind of that Taysom Hill role or whatever he's just too much of a talent to not to not get playing time somewhere and then and then Baylor Romney is another guy that you know when he had the chance he showed what he could do and you wonder how if he if he'll stay happy basically being the third string quarterback so i guess that would be the most intriguing thing it's just how they're going to how they're going to keep those three guys happy and kind of in the fold
0: how do they replace devonte henry cole he was a significant factor for a couple of weeks
1: yeah that's uh that was kind of a surprise i don't know that i've ever seen that happen um but uh, I think they were just maybe average as far as their running back position before they added him, and maybe that put that gave him a lot of depth and a lot of options. So I guess they kind of go back to being fairly average. Um, they do have some talent there. They obviously got Lopini Katoa when healthy. he's, he's pretty serviceable back. Jackson McCheney showed some some uh, flashes of brilliance albeit against a really weak opponent in UMass last year. So they've got Tyler Algier moving over from uh, linebacker. And so they've got some guys. They've got Sione Finau if he's if he comes back from an ACL. Um, but the same old thing as we've seen the last couple of years is they just don't have a lot of depth and they for some reason they suffer a lot of injuries at running back. I don't know why that is, but They've had a really hard time keeping guys healthy, and I think that's where they'll really miss having DHC. And then what it also does is it kind of prevents them from getting another grad transfer because he he made his decision so late in the process that that they couldn't jump back into the transfer portal and find somebody else.
0: Do you see... uh... BYU losing guys to Utah State, is this like a one-off? Do you see this becoming a trend? Do you think it'll go back and forth? How does it? How does this for recruits and for transfers? How do they stack these programs up now?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think I think you'll. I don't think you'll see a lot of BYU guys transferring to Utah. I think the Kafusi thing was a little different because of the family ties to that program and 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 things like that um you know uh, i think you'll see occasionally a, a guy from utah transfer to byu um like we've seen in you know in basketball and now uh but i think utah state is the school that's kind of really benefiting lately from utah transfers and i as long as gary anderson's there that'll probably continue um but yeah to answer your question i i think it's probably a Kind of a, a one-off, or just—I don't think it's going to happen. Flip-flopping guys between Utah and BYU all that often.
0: Jay Drew, joining us here on 97.5 and twelve eighty, the Zone. Uh, bigger picture stuff. You know, the the public schools have to post a lot of numbers out there. I'm curious. You know, if BYU doesn't have a lot of home games, doesn't have a revenue coming in. How does that impact the overall athletic department a little a lot? Are there some specific hits what do you how do you think this plays out?
1: yeah, that's a interesting you know it's really hard to get any financial information out of b y u there's some ways like u s Department of Education figures and whatever but I mean Bronco used to always tell us that they operated in the black, and that he was pretty proud of that and so if uh I think if there are programs out there that can kind of handle this sort of uh, loss of revenue, I think, I think BYU is in pretty good shape. Uh, No question about it. Their other sports rely on the revenue from football and men's basketball. And at BYU, I think uh, men's volleyball brings in, or at least uh, does a little bit better than breaking even. Um, So yeah, I think, uh, I think they'll survive. Uh, obviously, everybody's going to take hits. You know, well, a lot of schools, the coaches have taken pay cuts and the B's and BYU's not the type of school that would announce that if they were, unless the coaches themselves announced it. So, uh, yeah, I think everybody in college football is going to be hurt, but, but I think BYU probably is more prepared to handle it, just based on they don't go into debt, you know, they – are pretty proud that they basically pay off everything like the basketball annex. They said that was totally paid off before they even stuck a shovel in the ground. So, um, so I think they'll be a little better off than most schools.
0: Well, Jay, we appreciate a few minutes. Use all that time. You're not going to be driving back and forth to Provo wisely. And if possible that, you know, means trip to the golf course, well then more power to you.
1: I'll do my best.
0: Okay. Thanks, Jay. We'll see you on the Zoom call.
1: Okay, guys. See you later. Thanks for having me on.